The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of Valerie, her guests, and callers. Now here's your host, Valerie Kirkgaard. This is for you, this is for you and me, and who we see when we see each other. This is for all, this is for all the time you tried to find your sister or your brother. And you're not crazy anymore, you've been waiting at the door. And it's time to open. I don't know how many years we've been waiting at the particular door. This one that we've been busy opening for, you know, it seems like centuries. This is Dr. Val Kirkhart. I'm here with Dr. Louis Constantine and um, mud running doctor uh, Randy Shannon. And um, hopefully the Bob Dumas will be able to pop in. Um, I talked with him this morning, and for those of you who have long memories about Waking Up in America. Um, Bob Dumas's brother has been um, in a North Korean prison camp since the end of the Korean War, which I think um, really says it all about this show that we're actually looking into the coming week, which is Memorial Day, and uh, we've got some interesting facts and figures for you here. Um, I want to, <laughs> gosh, I get so much wonderful stuff sent to me through through my email at val at wakingupinamerica.com, and I actually invite you to write me there as well. And what Bill Hargrave sent me this week was something that raised me up, because when I get into the conversation of Memorial Day, it's real easy for me to get bummed at all the things that we haven't done and all the people that have been hurt and um, all those different conversations. And um, Bill Hargrave sent um, a video called uh, the Street Singer, and I'd be happy to make that available to all of you if you send me an email at ballotwakingupinamerica.com. I will send you The Street Singer, and as this man sings, you will find your heart starting to lift, and you'll see the people participating. So um, it's time for us to speak up. It's time for us to lift our hearts. It's time for us to engage in the things that, that we do best. It's time for us to be courageous and it's time for us to be persistent and ongoing. Um, Bob Dumas has been on Waking Up in America quite a few times. I had a conversation with him this morning, and um, I was introduced to him through Ed Asner, who has a great political consciousness and a great courage in this world. And what he introduced me to was the story of Bob and his brother, and Bob Dumas has been trying to get his brother brought home for years, and he has talked to congressman after congressman after congressman and different people of that nature, and 
Today we're going to be playing the second part of the Marianne Williamson interview. And when I was at Marianne Williamson's office last week for a press conference that they were having, uh, I asked her if she knew about this situation, and she said she had never heard about it. And she said that if she was elected to Congress, um, that she would check into this and she would see what could be done. Because most people, when they hear it at this point, they honestly cannot believe that America, who that our government that waves flags and talks about who America is, actually would leave men and women, and there were women in this situation too, stranded in a foreign country working six days a week, seven days a week in the slave mines. And by the way, the uh, Koreans have tried to give these people back more than once, and our government refuses it. So, hmm. I don't know whose political pot is being twisted here or how this thing works, but what you want to do is you just want to put a prayer out for anybody that's out in the world that it's time for them to come home, that they get the chance to come home. So um, that's what I wanted you to know. And um, Mike, if you would play the Marianne Williamson interview, please. This is Marianne Williamson Part 2, Creating Miracles. And we can do that. We have... We have the ability to do that. Let's do that. Marianne, you actually said something that in my mind, <laughs> you're way bigger than national. I believe that the conversation we're having is actually a global conversation. I think that people all over the world have been overwhelmed with corruption. I don't know if you, I just received an email yesterday saying that the 30, the 31st banker was found dead. Okay, I don't want to go into all the details about this, but there's, you know, the corruption and the, and the cost of corruption are making themselves apparent in the world. So the entire world is looking at this conversation. And I, I laughed last night because I thought, well, as California goes, so goes the nation. Maine is going to have to give it up to us. Well, that's really true. You know, the idea that we, we do something here, it, we start a conversation here, and it becomes a national trend in, in five years. And that's yes. exactly what I'm talking about. And that's a real core part of my message is, you know, this part of the world, District 33 in L.A. is the last place that should be voting for same old, same old. We don't do same old, same old in business. We don't do same old, same old in any area. We imagine new possibilities here. That's why we all live in California. And oh, absolutely. That, that's why the world looks at California. And you're right, the multinational corporate takeover uh, that we're, we're seeing uh, on this planet is not just of our country. It's of the planet, and there are people seeking in their own way to resist it everywhere. The, the value of America, of course, is that we are looked to. Uh, our, our power, our, our, our size, our, our, our wealth is such that when we get it right, we are looked uh, to um, for leadership. And when we get it wrong, people look with horror. Yeah, so totally. the U.S. government should be leading the forces of resistance not leading uh, the forces that advocate for this huge multinational corporate behemoth that, if unchecked, will destroy some of the most precious aspects of human civilization. And that, that sounds very dramatic, but it's very true. Um, we can't let any system whose bottom line is short-term economics for itself, any system that says our bottom line is short-term economic gain for us mm -hmm. is not the system that should be running uh, the policies of any nation, uh, much less the main guidance system of the planet. I That's insane. I totally, 
Yeah, I, I totally get this. What was the defining factor that actually made you say, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to run for Congress. I engaged in a year of very serious inquiry. It was an inquiry within myself. It was an inquiry with my daughter, my family, uh, my closest friends and associates. I did not do this casually or impulsively. I gave it a year, and at, at by the end, it was an itch I could not scratch in any other way. I got it. You know, and I don't... I, you know, <laughs> no, I'm just thinking of Josie Kelly as my next-door neighbor. So we've got Marianne Williamson signs planted around here in Topanga. And Topanga loves you, by the way. You're oh, right up our alley. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm an aging hippie myself, so I don't live in Topanga, <laughs> but my head lives in Topanga. <laughs> what can I say? We love you. We feel like you're representative. We feel like Topanga is District 33. You'll probably get 100% of the votes here unless there's somebody sick in bed, you know? Well, that would be a beautiful thing. Just make sure everybody knows it's June 3rd and goes to the polls. You bet. That's, that's the big issue. But I really want to know that this is California's big issue and Marianne's big issue and my bigger issue is in every state that you're listening to this from, do not give up hope. Stand up and, and take your stand. Now, um, Pamela, dear Pamela, uh, your, your um, person, senior staff administrator, sent me a list of questions, and I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this one, okay? But I'm going to ask it anyway because it's on the list and it should get something cool going. What do you think about GMOs? Well, obviously, I, well, it might not be obvious. I do not think that GMOs are proven healthy. <laughs> uh, my, my sense is that they are not. Um, and I don't believe that we can afford to risk we can't. eating uh, for we, we really can't. evidence of any other kind. So we have GMOs, we have herbicides, we have pesticides uh, in our food supply. And this is just one more area where, because chemical companies and huge biotech agricultural companies are are able to wield such power over the functioning of our government because of the money that they can pour into the system. Because of that, their economic gain takes precedence, the possibility of their economic gain takes precedence uh, over the will of the American people. That's true. And, and I, have a, know, I have a question. Come up, they come up with all these things like they're helping to uh, end world hunger, when there's absolutely no evidence of any kind that this is true. You so oh. one of the things I would like to do in Congress is to help uh, educate uh, my fellow congresspeople on the issue of GMOs, on the significance of GMOs, on the urgency of GMOs, and hopefully have congressional hearings on the topic. Okay, because I was going to make that request, Representative. Uh, the request is, first of all, I don't know if you're aware of it or not, but now the health food stores in, in Los Angeles, that includes Trader Joe's, that includes um, that includes Whole Person, not Whole Person, Whole Foods, that includes um, Henry's, which is now, uh, what is Henry's now? Um, I can't think of the name of the transformed into Henry's. They're now selling GMOs and not labeling them. Uh, what they'll do is they'll now identify the organics. And when I called up these companies to complain about the fact that they were um, selling us unlabeled GMOs and they were considered health food stores, I, I accused them of treason and betrayal, and they blamed it all on the government. They said um, they had to be competitive. So if you could make sure when you're in Congress that um, that there's a ban on these things, uh, that would be really terrific. And also now the, the chemical companies, Monsanto and all of the, these companies, you know there's been a loss of bees. 
in the yeah. culture, okay? Mm-hmm. So they've actually now created mechanical bees. I don't know if you've seen the new bees. The no, new bees actually fly around because the old bees are dying. They've killed them with pesticides and relocating the hives and things of that nature. And so you look at the field and you go, oh, how sweet. Look at the mechanical bees pollinating the flowers. So, you know, this has all just gotten crazy. So, You know, it's interesting. And, I, you know, I'm not naive. I don't think uh, the voters are naive when you say, you know, go to Congress and ban them. Uh, I will not have the power going to Congress to ban them. But oh, I do believe that there, I know, darn, but there <laughs> is a power that we have, and that is to cut off the supply um, of money that is used to make all these uh, terrible things occur. And that is why I see getting the money out of politics as the most important political issue of our time. It is the underlying issue. It is the issue that underlies the power of the chemical companies, health insurance companies, pharmaceutical companies, oil companies, and so forth. And so in my election, I will take the uh, election and my victory at the polls to uh, be a mandate to do everything I can to magnify um, the voices in Congress as well as outside of Congress, towards the, uh, which represent a movement towards the uh, passing of a constitutional amendment that would outlaw the undue influence of Perfect. money on our politics and establish the corporations do not have the right to personhood, which would then pave the way for real public funding and political campaigns. Perfect, perfect, perfect. And in the meantime, if you don't like what your health food store is doing, pick at them. I've called them num- numerous times, and um, I think that we have, like the people in New York who stopped fracking, we can insist that the Uh, See, the stores are, there's actually a way you can tell the difference. An organic apple or orange actually has a nine on it. And if you see a four on any of the uh, fruit or vegetables, you will know that that's been chemically treated. So uh, if you're going to go shopping, shop defensively and um, pick up nines, okay? If you want a new future, um, go to the ballot especially in District 33 on June the 3rd, and put a cross or an X next to Marianne Williamson's name. And for those of you who are listening to this in other states and other countries, it is not a hopeless cause. You need to think and feel just like this woman does, and I do, and a number of other people do. You can access this form of thinking through the Course of Miracles. You can access this form of thinking through... um, a landmark education, and if you read Einstein's book, his little book on the universe, you will actually all of a sudden understand that E equals MC squared was Einstein's way of reaching God and walking in the field. So this is not a new conversation. It is not airy-fairy woo-woo. This is the power and possibility of the future, and this woman... Mary Ann Williamson, you can find her writing all over the place. Reading one of her books will transform your life if you allow it to. And that's the question here is can you allow yourself to be inspired and to act on this conversation? And Mary Ann Williamson, I really, really, really want to get you recorded on more because you're just the best thing in my ear. Well, thank you so much, Valerie. I've known you for a lot of years. It's always wonderful when we are able to uh, touch through your work and interface this way. I deeply appreciate your support of the campaign. I deeply appreciate all your listeners. And people can go to find out more on marianneforcongress.com. People have to be registered by May 19th, and there's a registration link 
um, on the site, or people can go a lot of places on the Internet and just say, register to vote. And I, I hope uh, that everybody who is listening, who agrees with what you and I have been talking about, will choose to participate and collaborate so that we can uh, really create uh, the possibility that is inherent um, in this uh, extraordinary historical opportunity. And I just thank you from the bottom of my heart for, for well, joining me. Heart to heart. Join, I'm with joining you. me in the field. <laughs> right. Standing okay. in the field. Here we are. We're waving. Then there's no mechanical bees in my field. That's right. Exactly. Right. Okay. There's something way more powerful than mechanical bees. Yeah, there, you bet. I've, okay. uh, I've got well, good stories on you about that. But one more question, simply um, with mm-hmm. regards to the election. Mm-hmm. If they're out of state, what is the mm-hmm. deadline for mailing in their absentee ballot? Do you know? You know, I'm not. I'm thinking about this. Uh, I think I'm not sure. I don't think that there is a deadline for mailing it in, but I could be wrong. If you go to MarianneForCongress.com, there is a button there about absentee ballots and absentee voting, and people can um, uh, people can go there to find out that information. I know you have to send for it by it certain time. Right, right. But when it comes in, I think you just have to make sure it's in before midnight of June 3rd, but I could be wrong. Let's find out. Uh, We'll get that information for you listeners. This is a recorded segment that we've done to fit into her incredibly hectic period, so we'll get that information and we'll have that for you uh, when we play this show. It'll play on on KTBL in Albuquerque, New Mexico on Saturday in the following week. It'll It'll be all over the country, okay? So, Marianne, thank you very much. I'm thank you say, so I'm much, gonna, Valerie. I so appreciate it. I'm turning off the recording right now, but don't go away. I've got a question. Okay. And there you go. Um, how about that? It's always a privilege to be in the company of great people doing great things and with regards to when you can send in your ballot right up to the day of election. So there you are. And, gosh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think Bob Dumas has shown up. I'm hoping he will be here before the end of the show, and we'll have a further conversation about that. But I also want to give Randy Shannon, who was uh, busy running in the mud last week, an opportunity to share what she's been up to and what's going on for her about Memorial Day. And then uh, Dr. Constantine, is um, he's hot on it this morning. So, Randy, over to you. Well, uh, I am back from the mud, and the funny thing was is I couldn't run for about the next three days. I couldn't walk. <laughs> it, it, it hurt to get out of bed. And, um, I, you know, I took my 14-year-old. He's kind of my running buddy, and because of my injuries, neither of us have been going out doing anything. Uh, and he, he has these long, lanky legs, and it was just so cute. You know, right out of the gate, he's like, oh, this is great. This is so easy. I'm in the prime of my life. This is so fun. And, uh, you know, for the next three days, all I did and everyone in the house heard him wail and wail about how much pain he was in. So (laughs) 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 it was uh, so fun to make him get up and do a chore. (laughs) And I had to take his Kayani. Tell him that if he wants to keep up with his mother, he better use Kayani. <laughs> I did go in and I kept uh, feeding him all kinds of Kayani and Protandum and got him back on track, lots of water. But when we, I made him go out and walk in the driveway to get the mail and stuff with me, and I kept repeating his words back to him. Oh, I'm in the pride of my life. This is so easy. <laughs> so... Um, 
that was called the Armageddon Ambush. And what's really fun is they do ambush you all along the way. And it's a military-style run. So think about boot camp and what the troops go through. That's kind of what this was. What are they ambushing you with, for God's sakes? Uh, they <laughs> they will come out. They're dressed up like we're having a nuclear attack, so they've got on the full hazmat suits and gas masks, and they have uh, fire extinguishers and bags of... Oh, my God. Yeah, smashed up colors of chalk, and they throw it at you. So the ambushes are you come out of it looking pink and blue and yellow and white. <laughs> and yeah, uh, then, you, you know, in the background, Randy, there's a whole conversation about preparing you for, you know... Armageddon. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So I've certainly prepared you for Memorial Day in a way that you wouldn't have necessarily been in touch with. Yeah, I uh, I respect it a whole lot more because the it, 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 that's so minor compared to you know Memorial Day, the the remembrance of our troops. It's funny because I and people that have died all along the way, and um, you know I have uh, both of my grandfathers were in the war and. Um, one of them has a purple heart. Well, he's passed away now. My other one's still alive. And um, he's just an amazing human being, and he will go on and on about the stories. So he's he's one of the last World War II vets that's out there, and, boy, he's just an amazing human being. So he, he's actually still suffering today from his injuries then, and uh, he got dysentery and nearly died. He was in the hospital for six months when he came back. And uh, my grandmother didn't even recognize him. Mm. And when she saw him, and he was just a skinny little man, she said, oh, honey, let's get you home and take care of you. But he ended up having to be in the hospital for six months, and he still suffers today from uh, the dysentery that he had then. Your intestines just never uh, go mm. back right when you're in those situations. And, and what you may consider him lucky or not lucky, depending upon, you know, this morning, Randy and Lewis, I talked with um, Bob Dumas. I actually thought we had him as a guest on the show, but perhaps um, he's he's in meditation about his brother because Bob Dumas's brother was actually um, in the Korean War, and he's never been able to come home, and the Koreans have actually tried to give him back. But... Um, there's some political thing that was going on in our country so that not only can we not do we not accept this man back or the others there were thousands of them initially and now i think the number is under 200 at this particular point so um i had hoped that bob would be with us this morning i checked with him to find out whether he thinks his brother is still alive and he does he said he can feel it and Mm. he said also that it's since 2007 was that you bob are you there? I thought I heard Bob's voice there for a minute. Um, <laughs> I guess he's speaking to my heart, and it's coming through my mouth. Um, can you imagine? No. Waiting for your brother and and having politicians. You know, as Senator John, who when Senator John Kerry, what is he, Secretary of State now? I actually met him at Senator Cranston's funeral, and. Um, you know, he told me if I ever needed anything from him, and then I met him again later. Um, he was—he supposedly was looking into this. There's a number of people that have said over the years that they're going to look into this, and then something happens and the conversation disappears. And I've actually heard on top of it that um, 
that the, there are actually Koreans that we still have in prison that haven't been given back. And I guess they're just, for whatever reason, they're waiting for them to all die. But this is just like so not okay with me. So, it's not okay. It's horrendous. Yeah, it is totally horrendous. And I want you to know, in case you stepped into the middle of this conversation, you're actually listening to Waking Up in America. I'm on the air with Dr. Louis Constantine, who so far has only had a chance to chuckle during this first part of the program, but he's got some powerful information about what's going on um, in, in the world, in his world. And uh, I think you're going to be, I, I don't, I want to tease you, um, but he's going to fill you in on what's happening with one of the big companies. And uh, the privilege of working with the two people that I work with here on air and then the off-air team, which also includes a Memorial Day veteran. I'm going to bring Mike on in the second part of this show here. I want you to know you're listening to Waking Up in America and uh, invite you to actually visit our website at wakingupinamerica.com. And we'd like to just say thanks to all of our sponsors that, that make this show possible. And I'm going to list them right now. Our sponsors are Patricia Bragg's Apple Cider Vinegar, and come on, guys, get our case to us. We've been out of we've been out of the vinegar drink for a little bit now. We need it. <laughs> this apple cider vinegar is special stuff, and it actually helps create a strong future for you. Along with that is Sir Jason Leonard Tea, and these are the official drinks of Waking Up in America. Both of these drinks are known to strengthen people. There's um, they're healthy for you. They don't have high sugar contents and chemicals and things of that nature in them. These things build your immune system. They're, it's powerful, powerful stuff. And along with Protandem, we're going to have, um, which is a blood purifier, and you go, oh, well, that's nice. Well, Randy's going to invite some a very prominent um, athlete on to talk about the effects of Protandem. We have very prominent athletes that do Kayani with us. Um, Kayani is the sponsor of Waking Up in America, and that's Mary Louise Zeller. And for those of you that say, I'm too old and I can't do it, this woman became a taekwondo champion at like 47, and she started at 45, and she um, picked up gold medals for the next 20 years. So uh, this stuff is not accidental. What may be accidental is that we're born into families that support it or something of that nature um, or keep us open to different possibilities. That would be the, quote, accidental part of it. But this stuff is not accidental. We're able to do what we able to do. Randy could dance in front of her son and laugh because she does a number of things. She does the Kayani. She does the Protandin. She does the things that give her the edge. Aqua G is another thing. It's a detox mechanism that's one of the strongest on the planet. <laughs> and in case you think we're all just about not ever partying out, check out what El Pinto is doing. Go to elpinto.com and see what these guys in at the El Pinto restaurant, this destination restaurant in Albuquerque are up to. Okay, also marketing with the stars. Yes, 100,000 emails for a very reasonable rate to an intelligent group of people that actually purchase things. So um, check out the link to marketing at the stars. Galactic Federation, uh, this guy gives classes every month, and the classes are extraordinary. And for any of you that love science fiction movies and extra the possibility of extraterrestrials and other life in the universe, this is the place to visit. DrValerie.com, that's D-O-C-T-O-R-V-A-L-E-R-I-E.com. Oh, my gosh. 
what a great place to go. Uh, find out about my emotional clearing process. I can actually, I actually work with really extraordinary people, <laughs> making their lives even more extraordinary because I can help them remove um, doubt and fear from their electromagnetic field, and that includes generational fears, ones that belong to other people in your family. It's very fun work, and I, I have some really neat people, and I'm giving um, $25 um, trial so that you can see what a session is like, okay? So go to drvalerie.com, and that's D-O-C-T-O-R-V-A-L-E-R-I-E.com. And... Louis Constantine, we should put a we should put a voice in a conversation to that <laughs> chuckle of yours. You know, I was sitting here quietly because um, I was thinking about um, the uh, the topic of the Korean veterans um, on both sides, and I wish that um, Bob Dumas were here. Yeah, me um, too. And I I I was just uh, silenced by the uh, the idea that such a criminal um, act. Uh, you know, to just leave these people rotting away in these uh, prisons for years. It's hard to fathom what the rationale is, and, and perhaps it's just sheer embarrassment that this, this has gone on for so long that no one wants to acknowledge in the public eye that any such thing might actually have happened. Yeah, give um, it another 10 years and they'll all be dead. Right, yeah. and, and so, you know, coming clean and and, uh, and and admitting that, hey, some atrocity has happened here, would be refreshing, wouldn't it? Um, wow, it just, yeah. It just makes even more disgusting to me how we're we're a part of this as a human race, and yet we've got a president who will spend billions of dollars on his lavish vacations. Let these people go. Let them go. Let them have a life. You know, it's, it's funny. Last night I, I uh, watched The Count of Monte Cristo, and in there he's in prison for... I think 16 years, and you see just the mental game, and of course it's just a movie, but imagine these people, it's their life, they get one life to live, and they're sitting it in a prison while we go on with our life. You know, there's so many, there's so many things to talk about this weekend uh, being Memorial Day, and um, I, I want to point to a couple things that might be interesting for viewers to watch uh, or to read. One, of course, is um, the book uh, or the movie, uh, Dirty Wars, um, The World is a Battlefield. Uh, the book was written by Jeremy Scahill, who's a journalist and really a muckraker. And, um, but the movie is easy to watch, and what it will reveal to you is the extent to which uh, our president has used special forces uh, to wage war uh, occultly um, around the globe in an amazing number of countries. It will blow your mind the absolute misuse of uh, military power to achieve uh, secret ends. And this isn't simply a matter of, uh, of quote, um, extending America's interest. So this is also putting people at risk and killing people unnecessarily. Uh, Could you give more details? I mean, this is a general horrible thing to be hearing. Do you have something specific in mind? Well, I, I, the, the point is that um, there... When we, when we think about Memorial Day, of course we want to focus on all of the men and women who have traveled around the globe, uh, you know, uh, after making a commitment to, uh, to protect and defend the Constitution. Um, but a lot of these folks die uh, for reasons that have nothing to do with that. 
Um, and so I would simply encourage people to either read the book or look at the movie and get a better idea about what's happening right now. Um, and then the other thing that is out there that, you, that I watched recently um, that on the one hand, uh, you know, it can be used to sort of glorify um, what we do, but I think really needs to be looked at with a great deal of, um, of, um, of contemplation is the movie Lone Survivor based on the real events that took place um, during Operation Red Wing in Afghanistan where uh, a team of four SEALs were sent out on a uh, mission which was, um, I believe, mostly to gather information. Um, they were ambushed and three or four died. It's an amazing story because the one that survived was able to tell the story. Um, and if the story is true, uh, you know, they were ambushed after making a decision to let um, uh, 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 goat herders uh, uh, that happened to stumble upon their site Ago, and this led led to their demise. But they, what you see in that movie, talking about Armageddon, by the way, the Armageddon ambush, is a little bit of uh, a view into the incredibly uh, painful, uh, difficult, and character-building training that these uh, particular troops go through and have to complete in order to harden them so that they can perform. Wait, 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 wait. You're, are you saying the implication is is that the sheep herders turned him in and got him killed? That's the implication of the movie. Um, Here. Go so herders. it means, once again, it's like, even in the Korean War, do you remember the conversation in the Korean War, and especially in Vietnam, like what the soldiers went through in Vietnam because they had to kill children, because the children were actually rigged like bombs and stuff like that? That's I mean, right. And so the, the whole point that I guess I'm trying to make, and, and this is obviously just a point uh, for initiation of discussion and thought, is that we train these people incredibly well. They have an enormous degree of commitment, um, and yet um, uh, they can be easily misused. Um, and our, uh, you know, the, the lives of these very special men and women um, are, are put out there sometimes, uh, often, I think, for reasons that have nothing to do with true national interest. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And they <laughs> die because they had a heart. They die the message they here is, you have a heart and you die. That's, that's what I get out of this message, and it makes me just want to cry, because if we lose our hearts, we lose our humanity. Well, there's another battlefield being fought right now, today in particular. The battlefield has nothing to do with men and women in arms necessarily, but it's a battle against a huge corporation, Monsanto. <laughs> uh, it's the GMO war. One of the wonderful things that's happening today around the globe in six continents in I don't know how many cities is a huge, huge, huge march against Monsanto. I mean, I think that the outcry against what uh, Monsanto has been doing and foisting upon us uh, through its uh, powerful control of, you know, the Food and Drug Administration and Congress and the President, quite frankly, um, you know, I think is growing and growing and growing. And I would, I would like to um, take a moment to just recommend that people um, – Take a look at a website that will give you information about what's happening. It's called uh, www.march-against-monsanto.com. Um, and what you'll see, among other things, is, uh, is the organization of this incredible,
incredibly huge march. You can find out if a city near you is, uh, if there's a group that's participating. Uh, you can look at a map that will show all of the sites around the globe that are participating, whether you're Africa or uh, India, in the United States, Europe, you know, um, Australia. It's, it's quite impressive, and it's wonderful, and it's, uh, it's heartening to see uh, that this movement is growing. Uh, because without question, we have no idea. I should say we have significant idea about the potential harm. I just think that we don't know the full extent of the unknowable risks of just putting these uh, these crops and um, and other forms of genetically modified organisms out there. So, and some uh, people, if I can jump in, some people don't necessarily know what that is. Because I'll go to a farmer's market here, say tomorrow, and I'll ask them, is that non-GMO, and they're like, what's that? And that's at a farmer's market. And let me just give an exact detail of what that is. Monsanto is a company that bought out all the little guys, and then they took the seed, they bought out all the little seed companies across not only our country, but countries, uh, or companies across our nation, or across this globe, and then they took the seed, and then they changed the seed. In the Bible, it says, God made male and female. What Monsanto did is they made it male and male, or female and female, so it could never reproduce, so the people will always be a slave to buy the seed. The farmers will always have to go back and buy the seed. Now, here's what happens. They put the seed in the ground. The corn crops grow. I raised free-range chickens. They ate bugs. They laid perfectly beautiful eggs. And when the farmers took their grain out, they took their corn out, and the little bits that dropped into the ground that were left there that they didn't take out, my chickens ran out into the field and they ate that those seed droplets, the pieces of corn. And when they started to lay their eggs after eating that, their eggs had no hard outer shell, nothing. It was gone. So when we talk about Monsanto and non-GMO or GMO seeds, and we say it sterilizes the population, that is a fact. Those eggs that my chickens laid would now no longer turn into a little chick. They would die. They are not edible. That Mm. genetically modified seed goes into the human body. We would eat that, and then, or you would eat the corn, and then you become sterilized. Your sons and daughters become sterilized. And this has been going on a long time, Randy. Yeah. They're sterilizing our population. They're making it so we cannot reproduce. And they've been doing and it for the at least since the 1990s. In the 1990s, I went to Optimum Health Institute, and they were. This was the first time that I heard about the seedless things, and they were saying that they had proven that by the third generation, the cows that ate this were um, totally sterile. So, um, this is Codus Elementarius at work. The 1969 decision to um, make sure that the population of the planet decreases. So also I wanted to make a little bit of time here uh, for a comment or two from a veteran that has been on a number of shows um, in this last week and um, has been our incredible announcer for years, my my dear Marine announcer. <laughs> Mike Vitale, do you have any comments you'd like to say on what it's like to be a Marine? Well, I I think it's a big holiday, Um, you know, nationally, obviously. I think it's a day for me that, 
sometimes sometimes it's kind of a somber, sorry day because the people that I was in battle with they're gone to mm. another to another world. Um, I like for people to not forget what freedom is, the freedom they have. I think it's always good to understand that we've got to fight for our freedom. And uh, I, you know, I mean, I'm a veteran. It's 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 to me. It's a it's a day to picnic. It's a day to get together with people, but it's also a day to remember our past and our our heroes. And um, you know, I I just think that it's more than a three day weekend, and we shouldn't take anything for granted because things can be taken from you, like freedom. Which, you know, Doctor Val, you've been saying it for a long time. You've been on the cutting edge of this trend of look people with your show that I love that look people, your, your freedoms are being taken away. And, um, I know a lot of people have never seen battle and some of us have like me have seen more than I think I should in my lifetime. But, you know, it's all about being able to, um, you know, think about what people, you know, here in this country did. And I just like people to take a look back in history. We wouldn't be here and be able to do the things that we do because of those guys so i i just want to you know um the next time you have a chance to talk to a veteran or you know just say hey thanks a lot because i don't think you'd be uh having a barbecue or listening to your ipad or your ipod if it wasn't for these people you know darn well that's true mike thank you very much for having that happen and um we've got something as a listening audience that we can do today it may not <laughs> Well, one of our soldiers is in danger. He's a Marine, and he's in Mexico, and Randy's got that story. So, um, Randy, what can we uh, tell them about our guy in Mexico and um, also what we can do to help him? There is a combat Marine that made a mistaken left turn out of a parking lot in California and went down a one-way, and he was forced into Mexico going down that one-way. He tried to turn around. He uh, w- he went across the border accidentally. He said to the guards there, I don't want to be here. This was a mistake. I didn't want to come in this way, but I couldn't turn around. And he ad- openly admitted he had three guns in the car. Well, he got surrounded. They um, were coming at him. He called 911 frantically, tried to get help. He said, I, I, you know, he explained his situation. They grabbed him, and they've been holding him in a jail now for, I don't know, it's probably going on a week and a half, week week and a half. And this has hit all the major news. But what's funny is that uh, they've got all these people that come into the country, and we cannot get one Marine out of their country. Um, and so he's imprisoned right now in Mexico on gun charges. And uh, he could be there for two decades Sounds because he like made a wrong a political turn. prisoner. Yeah. John Kerry is there right now, but, you know, uh, he's not there on his behalf. He's there for something else. And so they've asked him uh, frantically to bring this up and, and try to get him released. Um, so right now, not, a, not enough is going on. It has hit mainstream media, but we did need to talk about this today just, you know, to get it out there so that people start calling uh, their politicians locally and putting some pressure on them and saying, hey, we know this Marine's in there. Where can they find the local numbers, Randy? 
you know, I, I didn't get a chance to look them up, but, you know, I would start in San Diego. This is where uh, he went through. He went through um, into Tijuana. So start down there because that's where he called 911. Um, or maybe the mayor's so, office or something like that in San Diego? Yeah, I think Duncan Hunter is a representative there in California. So um, if they can look up Duncan Hunter, the representative, it should be very easy. Look him up and start bombarding his office with calls. Get this Marine out. And, you know, the thing is, is this, this government doesn't seem to care about him. Look at Benghazi. And now that's being investigated, and hopefully something will come out of it. But they don't care about our troops. I know someone who uh, knew the Clintons personally, and they talked about how they absolutely hated the military so badly and the, these administrations don't like our troops. They're just slabs of meat, which is unfortunate. And thank goodness we have days like this to, to be reminded to remember them and thank them. Even though they've now, uh, our, our administration now has labeled our returning veterans as the number one terrorist on the watch list. Did you know that? No. Yeah. They are labeling our veterans and they are training the police. They're militarily training the police to go after the returning veterans, find things, especially if they've got them on any kind of drugs. So if people want to look that up, this administration is out of control, and they're going after our own people. So, Well, you know, I went over to Duncan Hunter's website, okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is really crazy. Um, it says, regrettably, I am unable to reply to any email from constituents outside the district code to verify residency and go to the next step. So. I don't know um, how all that works, but I'm going to put in my 90290 and see what happens here. I so think the uh, I think the Mexican authorities are just waiting for the big bribes. That's how they do business down there. <laughs> right. You mean the big bottle of tequila? What do we have to send down to, oh, below the border? Like I said, he sounds like a political prisoner to me. Yeah. You know, like a bargaining well, chip? Yes. I say, there are some comments on an article I was reading, and they said, send in the Marines, go rescue this guy, and take hostages while you're at it. Yeah, Trying no kidding. <laughs> so I don't know how that is, and of course, we would never incite anybody to do anything other than to stand up and say, this doesn't work, and if we do it in enough numbers, we call it over here lovingly doing the Gandhi, so... Um, I think it's time to do the Gandhi, and for those of you who don't quite remember Gandhi or how that works, you go, eh, what's he talking about? Gandhi was the guy that got, got India back from the British, you know, who used to believe that Britannia rules the world, as I recall, was part of the motto. So in doing the Gandhi, what what they did was they they did peaceful peaceful marches, and didn't matter whether they were mowed down or not, they just kept going. And sure enough, uh, also Gandhi went on a fast, uh, quite an intense one that lasted, I don't know, 30 or 40 days, something of that nature, and said that he wasn't going to eat again until the British gave it up, and the British gave it up. I don't know how to contact Duncan Hunter at this actual moment, um, but try emailing him um, or try checking him out in San Diego his website isn't too inviting to going to the next step, but um, you know, have some fun, be persistent. You can you can be a lion on the telephone. Any of you that that feel as though you've lived your lives as mice, this is time to roar a little bit and 
let the world know about what's going on for you. So, uh, <laughs> people need to to take a stand, like like Lewis said, march against Monsanto. I'm so glad he brought up that website and talked about it. Take a stand. We can't just keep rolling over for all of these things and help yeah. our fellow man out. Help out yeah. this marine. Numbers will do it. Telephone calls will do it. You know, the the I just love the story of the New York. Um, county that um, didn't have their land fracked because they made it illegal after they found out that they had, had signed contracts that were sneaky and gave the oil companies the right to frack. The oil companies can suitle their purple in the face. There's not a darn thing that they can do about it, and that's the beauty of this thing. And this was a group of people who were told that they couldn't do anything. You ought to see the satisfied smiles on their faces. Isn't it time that you start to smile about something, too? I mean, look at you know, just for one thing, notice, Ron Hayes is an incredible research assistant. He's been doing this for like four years now without without being paid. Our announcer, Mike Vitale, he's been here. He's here for the shows. He's in the background. He's commenting. He's making sure that stuff goes right. The people at Voice America, oh, my God, the amount of time that they put in. And, our, by the way, our show for last week, um, on the 21st has not been in the files yet, so we're, we're aware of that and we're working on it, and uh, we'll get that handled for you. You'll be able to hear the first part of the Marianne Williamson. I'll, we'll have that into the replay um, by the end of next week. So uh, the point I'm making is this incredible team of people, including John Young, um, Nathan Chet, and uh, Jeff Spinard at Voice America, John Young at Totally Gospel in New York, that make sure that this message gets out because financially I've put like over two and a half million dollars of my own money into this program over the years and other people have contributed as well and we do this because it's part of us standing up and speaking up and it's a it's the FBI has been to my house they have visited me they have been terrific there are people in every place where you can be upset about where you think people might be all a bunch of bums you will find good people. And I have found great people at the FBI. I have found great people in government offices that tell me that, frankly, they're up against the wall, and that's why they were there in the first place, because they wanted to make a difference. But the first time I've seen actually a light in in the eyes of uh, people about possibility, I haven't voted in a primary election for an uh, uh, official since Barack Obama wove his magic over America. Um, I've only voted for bond issues and things of that nature, and I'll be going to the polls on June the 3rd, and I will be um, doing my best to make sure that Marianne Williamson is our representative from the state of California. And I'm wondering, um, Lewis and Randy, what are you up to in, in your states about the kind of future you want? For sure, Lewis. I'm <laughs> contemplating that right now. <clears throat> so <clears throat> you'll have to catch No, that's me. the way it works, you know, is we hear something and then we, we contemplate. Is there anything coming up as you do your contemplation? Um, well, I'm, I'm very interested in, um, from uh, the standpoint of a physician, how to um, sort of redevelop, um, you know, what it is that we do. I think um, getting information into people uh, letting people understand that it's not um, it, there is a, a, a huge
huge opportunity uh, to acknowledge responsibility for health. You know, we, we are becoming more and more dependent as a nation on systems that uh, don't engender health, but simply respond to um, disease uh, and, and really with, with the ultimate focus of, of making a profit. Um, and so I think, uh, you know, one of those is the GMO industry. One of those is the medical industry as a whole, whether we're talking about tools for procedures uh, or pharmaceuticals. Um, we have to get back to a concept, which is uh, the concept of what is health. Uh, and so my focus, uh, I think, over the next few years is going to be on how to get that kind of information into the people hands of people, into the minds of people, so we can all look at what we're doing and, um, and really start afresh, because the healthcare industry that we currently participate in is not a healthcare industry. It's becoming cliche, perhaps, or tried to say disease care, but it's absolutely true. Uh, so that's kind of um, where my focus will probably take me over the next few years. Oh, that's, that's good to hear. And um, Randy, what about you? Well, my fight is uh, on on this radio program, putting out as much information. Lewis is right on with that. Information is the key. It's critical. That's knowledge is power, and the more people know. So my my fight is in the legal arena and helping people with their cases and trying to avoid uh, letting them go to jail and and things like that and and paying unnecessary fines, for example. I have a man who was just doing a very simple paint job making $200. He was up in North Florida. A guy drives by, tricks him, and says, hey, are you working? Yeah. Are you getting paid for that? He says, yeah. Oh, do you have workers' comp? No. He's a sole man, single, sole man. And it turned out it was a city worker who then fined him $28,000 for not having workers' compensation. And they told him if he works again that they will throw him in jail. So we've got some serious issues in this country, putting people yeah. literally out of business. We we totally do, and it's what's important here is um, both both Lewis and Randy are, have given you information. Now the trick is, and this is where where the as they say the rubber meets the road. How do you go about acting on it? And what's your commitment to actually acting on what it is that you've heard? Because all the information in the world can get you upset, it can get you excited, it can do all kinds of things. But that information is not going to make a difference on this planet unless you commit to some action. And it doesn't have to be a big thing. There's something called Kaizen. And Kaizen is a concept, by the way, which turned a Toyota into um, a Lexus. Okay? And uh, how that happened was that they had all of the people that worked at the Toyota plant say one little teeny thing about what would make um, the Toyota better. And then they followed those instructions, and that car was then called a Lexus. So um, you have the possibility of turning this disgusting situation, and I'm not calling Toyota disgusting on any level of in this nation, into something where we're proud of ourselves again on this Memorial Day. This program has been brought to you by Kirkgaard Intergalactic Media. Our radio partners, ConingCompany.com, Dr. James Murphy, Guru Mai, John Denver, Dennis Weaver, Larry Hagman, and Esther Williams. In memoriam, Dr. Valerie and Dr. Tony.
spelled out. We thank our producers and sponsors. Ron Hayes is a wonderful research editor, and a big thanks to our team at Voice America, Justin R. Nathan Jett, Ragdoll, Ryan Treasure, Randy Jackson, DeMont, our friends at Cumulus Radio, Dasha, Monica Rains, and Ron Simon, to John Timon, Jan at TollyDoswell.com. A big thank you, and a big thanks to John Thomas, our webmaster, Merci Boku, Dupent, Migan, for Almost Ordinary People. And invite a friend to listen next week. Bye. You're not crazy anymore. Thank you for joining us today for Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard. Waking Up in America can be heard live every Wednesday on voiceamerica.com and Valerie welcomes all emails at heavenincorporated.com. This is for all you knew, pouring through. Now your heart is Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 